Welcome to today's podcast. We are with my friend Lewi. Please tell us your pronouns and a little bit about yourself. I'm Lewi. I go by he, him pronouns. I am 26 years old. I recently moved to Toronto. I'm going to school there for UX design. Amazing. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um, so Lewi and I met through Steph. I think we did meet through Steph. Yeah. But Steph um, and you work together? Is that what it is? Yeah, me and him worked at the same restaurant. Uh, it's maybe like five years ago now. We met a while ago. Um, we had our first days one day apart. And then I was training him, but I was only one day old. <laughs> you were training him? I mean, it's a brand new restaurant. So like yeah. we were both there like when it just opened. So everyone was brand new. So being one day in, you were kind of already a veteran. So... You were already a veteran. <laughs> but yeah, we, we started we started at the same restaurant together, mm-hmm. became good buddies, and then we we're still friends even though yeah. I guess he's back there, but I, I don't I haven't worked there in a while and yeah. through him I eventually met Shay. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I'm so happy I met Lewi because we did have another mutual friend, so I knew you did firefighting. Yeah. As well. Which is super cool. Do we have a fire friend? Rochelle. Rochelle, I yeah. forgot. Yes. Of We're course. not necessarily friends anymore, but I remember her being like, Oh my god, you know Lightweed? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, of course yeah, that's we have multiple connections there. We do. Alright, so we are gonna get into the podcast and also you're my first guest of season two. Amazing. Let's so, kick it off. We're kicking it off with the best person today. And also you guys can't see, but like He's really stylish and, like, really cool looking, and I'm wearing, like, Crocs and sweats right now. But, uh, yeah, just imagine, like, a really cool person in front of me. High bars. Yeah, high bars. (laughs) All right, first question. If you could give a title to this chapter of your life, what would it be and why? That's an interesting question. Um, I might call this part of my life the rebirth or rebrand or something like that a lot's new Mm -hmm. uh there's been so much change good change so like most of it i feel like in the in the last whatever few months of my life especially going to toronto Mm -hmm. um there's been a lot of growth um yeah and i'm kind of trying to like learn myself again so there, there i feel like a lot of like younger me was more of like a persona that I was like trying to put on to fit into the environments I was in. But now I think the more recent part of me in the last, I mean, even could be even a couple of years, I think has been like the actual me. And so that's like a new, a new me, a rebirth. Wow. That is so beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) And do you feel like, do you feel like you knew that part of yourself was always there or was it just all of a sudden you're deciding to accept like who you are today yeah like become more of who you are yeah for sure for sure um because like for instance like i knew i was gay when i was like Mm -hmm. 13 but i didn't necessarily feel like i could do Mm -hmm. or be myself or let myself be myself in the environments i was in for like all of high school middle school whatever Mm -hmm. so you kind of like make a new you that fits into that um, but that's not really good for you because you, even though you know who you are, you yeah. haven't like 
explored what is your real personality and what is just what you're putting on. Oh, um, <laughs> damn. So, and you do it for so long, you get really good at it. So good. And then, um, yeah, I think I came out maybe three, four years ago. So that was probably when I was like, okay, we should probably start exploring what are the differences of like what was just somebody who I put on to feel safe and what do I actually want um, so then you just explore a bunch. It's almost like being a kid again, um, where you just experiment a bunch. And then more recently, I think I've been a little bit more understanding who I am, like who I actually am and what differences are. I'm sure there's going to be lots of learning to go, but <laughs> we're getting there. Amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. Also, thank you for sharing your story already Yeah, no worries. <laughs> with the podcast, but that's incredible. And so you were saying it felt like your environment. It was more so like making yourself feel safe in that environment. Do you think a lot of people also feel that way in the queer community? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think especially if you're coming from... Well, I mean, it depends like where you're talking about. I think there's a lot of progress that the queer community has made that I don't think it's for everybody. I think there are now, especially the younger kids they might feel like they might be in a space where at 13 years old, if you figure it out, you can just be that. Um, like I'd coached high school football. And oh, yeah. so like I spend a lot of time around high schoolers. So you've, I've kind of got to see the change in like what high school looks like yeah. from when we went to high school to what it looks like now. Yeah. Um, and seeing how many open kids are in the same high school I went to. I'm like, wow, like good for y'all. Like crazy. The, so obviously there's been a shift mm. and that's awesome. But uh, that doesn't mean that it's, like, over. I think there's still so many people who don't feel like they can um, be, like, open with themselves or yeah. at least with other people around. Maybe they pick, like, pockets that they feel safe in. Um, my community was super religious and also the black community just hasn't quite caught up in the same way. So there's just a few parts of that where you were like, ah maybe I'll just play it safe and I'll just kind of hang back a little bit and, and, mm. and be in a different, more accepted version for them. Yeah. Um, but that's making progress too. Damn. That, that's incredible though, that you were able to recognize like why you felt like you weren't being your full self at the end of the day. Cause I know for myself, like my sexuality feels so fluid and it feels very interesting to me. Cause I know like my younger self, like, I was so boy crazy and just, like, love the men. And I just find myself being, like, just so much more fluid these days. Yeah. And I think it does have a lot to do with the representation we're seeing these days and with how comfortable people are with their sexuality, which then makes me feel like, okay, I can explore it a little bit. Yeah. And growing up so Christian, it's like, what does that look like for me now? Like, what does my faith look like or what does... I don't know. It, it it does kind of feel like a like a rebirth, also maybe for like me a little bit, because I don't know if you can a hundred percent relate. Tell me if you can. But when you grow up in such a religious family, like you're just stuck with like one belief, and it's like you can't be anything else. It can't be anything different. And so when you feel different or you feel like you're something else, yeah. it's like what's wrong with me? <laughs> and so now I'm like oh my goodness, everything I am is so relatable to other people. And it's not just this one, 
like you have to be heterosexual <laughs> like it's so interesting there's billions of people on the planet there's no way we're all gonna be heterosexual yeah of course or one gender or it's i don't know to me it feels like that's common sense but then it's reconstructing like what i thought society was mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah i think i definitely <laughs> can relate I, I like for sure it didn't seem like things were optional growing up or like you could question things or maybe i like i kind of fit in here but like maybe not like there there's just one way and yeah that's it um and yeah. so when you're you know really young and super impressionable and you're like i i feel like i don't fit that one way then you think you're wrong yeah because it feels like everything around you is telling you you're wrong mm -hmm. i don't know if it would have gone well for me if I tried to come out like when I was like 14 mm. it would have been terrifying then so I obviously wasn't ready but um, like it didn't I wonder if it would have been like people actually like hold to what you're hearing because it's one mm. thing to hear it when you're like in the religious community and you just keep hearing what you think they think like but then it's like yeah but you guys really you still like me like, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of your friends I'm your family yeah. whatever so like but if I, if we're talking about me and not like the aura of just gay people in general, because I feel like they have one perspective about how they feel, feel about like just general homosexuality. Yeah. But I'm like, how do you feel about like your son though? So like, I, I like, I, I wonder if that would change things for people. Mm -hmm. Um, was I ready to test that then? No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe give me a decade. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, give me some space to run away if yeah, I need to. Yeah, let me maybe move across the country. Uh, <laughs> to Toronto. <laughs> oh um, wow. I Like, same in a lot of ways. Like, I actually had a family member who was, um, who was queer. She was lesbian. She is lesbian. She's not gone. She's here. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember she was getting married and I was so excited and we're from a very conservative, like small town Ontario family. And a family member of ours decided not to be in her wedding due to her sexuality. Yeah. And I just stepped in. I was like, I'll be in the wedding. And I just like being around that already was just so much shame. Like already. Like when you can see how they feel, see the views they have, even if they don't say it, mm -hmm. but you know, that was really heartbreaking. Because I remember thinking, like, growing up, I'd be like, I feel like if Jesus was here today, they would hate him. Because he would be in the pride parades, he would be, like, supporting, like, the Black Lives Matter, he'd be everywhere, and they would probably hate him. Yeah, I can, I can see that. It's not right? super accepting for the most part. I mean, it, yeah. there are some, like, I, I, totally. I used to feel like I put myself in a spot where, like, Christians were my ops. Like, I, I'd just be across the table from them, I was like, I, yeah. we can't associate, like, th we're gonna, we're gonna always be against each other. And then mm -hmm. I see, like, especially, like, being in Toronto, which is very different than the community in Calgary and in mm. Alberta in general. It's like every church I came by now, they all, like, we just are finishing Pride Month. And they all had like happy pride written on their oh, like little yes. those little signs that churches put out in front of them that tell you like what time the service is or whatever or they had rainbows painted on them and i was like this surprises me i didn't i didn't expect that mm. so that's maybe taking me a step back to be like all right definitely not all christians exactly um, but 
kind of in a mode of self-defense, I felt like I spent a lot of time, like, putting myself up opposing christians because i was like no 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 i hear y'all don't like us like yeah but yeah i think that there obviously is a spectrum of that too you're gonna have mm -hmm. just people in general who are gonna be your ops and people who are gonna accept you regardless of their religious beliefs definitely that's so true i actually know um i grew up with this one church called friends church okay. and they are the biggest advocates of just like the queer community, like minorities, and they're huge on it. And that actually helped me a lot with what you were saying, because I'd be like, okay, maybe like some family members feel this way and they label themselves as Christian. But then there's other people, like you were saying, who are Christian, pastors even, mm -hmm. who are so open and just so what should be normal, <laughs> what should be normalized. And yeah, that totally shifts it for me. It's like, oh, wait, it isn't every single Christian family or person who feels this way like i remember watching queer eye and there was a pastor who was gay and i was just blown away like in my mind i was going those things can exist together that's crazy like then all of a sudden like my mind starts shifting and constructing religious beliefs in the queer community like completely different yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's probably part of that representation you mentioned earlier. Of like, it really helps make you feel comfortable, especially when you're a kid, to just see other people living a life that you didn't realize you could. Yeah. It's, it's amazing seeing, like, Gen Z. It's nice to see that they are, like you said, like, in the schools and in everywhere. It just seems, seems like they're starting to finally just be themselves, and it's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Super proud of Gen Z. Incredible. Like, I wish I could be a part of Gen Z, and Steph always bugs me about it, because he's like, I am Gen Z, I'm on the cusp, and I'm like, fuck, I'm a millennial. <laughs> Aren't you also on the cusp? I guess not. You can pick one. Okay, you know what? I'll be both. Why I'll not? be both, because I love the 90s shit that we grew up with, <laughs> but I'm still more Gen Z than I am millennial. Yeah, you have a TikTok. Yeah, yeah! That basically counts. <laughs> Next question. What was the hardest lesson you had to learn and why? And then what would you say to someone going through that right now? The hardest lesson I've learned? Yeah. Um, I think it's probably going to tie back to what we just talked about in terms of like understanding how you fit in in society with other people. Mm -hmm. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself when I was younger to more can form out of like self-defense as opposed to feeling like hey you know what or actually i think the way i want to word this is i felt like i was fighting like hypothetical battles in my head Ooh. where you'd be like i don't necessarily want to act like this around this person because i don't know how they'll react and then i will spiral trying to think of all of the ways they could react and then, you know, you get real creative with it. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you wind up having uh, all this concern about all of the worst possible scenarios that could um, that could come up. And so how I managed to get through that was I just kind of decided that one day I had to just face it. And, nice. and I'm more like referring to like coming out to my family or something like that, mm -hmm. where it's like you're thinking of like what could possibly go wrong. Yeah. And there's an infinite amount of reactions they could have and maybe you're basing it off of like some little thing you remember hearing them say or sometimes they're not little sometimes they're very big like flags that you're like yeah this is a terrible idea they're gonna hate me yeah um you think like yeah they're gonna hate me but 
um, in, but you don't know. You don't actually know until you know. So Damn. basically what I think I'm getting at is I've learned to not fight hypothetical battles Ooh. and then try to face what my actual problems are so that you can be equipped to deal with, like, reality. Damn. Because, um, yeah, hypothetical battles, you can go on forever and you're fighting that by yourself and you're fighting yourself, really. So I guess the advice yeah. that I would give to other people that are dealing with that is find the strength to face those things so that you actually know what you're dealing with. Ooh. Probably best to find a few people who you already do trust that you can kind of have support because doing it on your own royally sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you have a little bit of backup, and it can only even be one person, to be honest, that just can make you feel secure to safe to face that. Um, mm. And they don't even have to be there, like, personally. Like, they can just be somebody who you text or you know, FaceTime with regularly, something like that, that yeah. makes you feel supported and then take on your battles and then figure out what you're actually dealing with instead of doing it all in your head. Oof. Especially if you're real creative like me, because <laughs> that can suck. <laughs> yeah. And all the anxiety I feel that would bring. Yeah. And just thinking that's the reality when it's so far from it. If you're totally right, it's you against you. For sure. And then it's, the self-fulfilling prophecy that you create around you but that's actually such good advice to just let yourself have a healthy environment for you to share your thoughts and your feelings and your experiences with because you're totally right once you start to create this story in your head that's all you see and all the mental health that would come from it would be so sad to see and yeah. I'm just so proud of you <laughs> genuinely for coming to this point in your life where now you have this supportive community, you're starting to feel loved and appreciated and have this amazing rebirth. Yeah, thank you, incredible. me too. Yeah, like I bet, do you feel, like what emotions are you starting to feel when you think about your rebirth? Um, I think I am starting to validate things that I heard before. So for instance, like if, you know, your parents tell you they love you or something like that. Mm -hmm. Before, when you're holding on to this, like, grand secret that you have already, like, developed in your head that, like, well, no, they're going to just abandon me and they have, everybody's going to hate me if they find out. You kind of don't believe anyone if they tell you, like, hey, I love you, which is a great thing to hear, but you've already put an asterisk on it going, Ooh. no, you love who you think you know. Oh! Um, but, like, what if I actually introduce myself to you? Then, like, does everything change? So you don't believe anyone when they tell you things. So you never, like, let yourself be loved or supported or something like that. So I think that is a part of the rebirth, is learning to feel these emotions without putting asterisks on them that, like, mentally I just block it out, where I'm just like, no, 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 they don't mean that. They don't know. <laughs> Holy crap. That is so good. I'm just taking that in. That is so good because we totally have asterisks around things and we don't realize we do. That is such a good visualization. That is so good. Damn. Now it's, you're just validating it. Yeah. So it's like doing it all again for the first time, but this time without the asterisk. And Holy you're learning how to feel things. Holy shit. <laughs> when I knew you were coming on the podcast, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. But this is like you were made for podcasts. <laughs> Season two. Okay. Oof, I'm excited for your answer on this one. Okay. 
what would your younger self not believe about your life today? Hmm. Um, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think my younger self would be super surprised that I would be like this confident in myself. Um, because that younger person probably wouldn't have thought of like a future in general. Um, but a future even where he could be whoever he wants to be. I think that younger self was busy repressing and was busy creating a new person. And that new person was the only person that he thought he would be. Um, so I think he'd be really proud to know that the world's grown. He's grown. Um, people around him have grown and it's only better really. Like I don't miss any part of it of whatever, like, you know, middle school was like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think he'd be really proud of the confidence. He'd be really proud of the communities around him, his friends. Mm-hmm. He'd be proud of even his parents of, of like, I mean, they didn't necessarily take it the best, but it could have been so much worse. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think he'd be pumped with a lot of things. Well, that's incredible too. That's so nice to see that you are confident in who you are today and you exude confidence. Like you really Thank do. You. Like I know I told you guys how he looks so cool, but like you exude confidence and strength and just honesty. And I really appreciate that because sometimes you always worry like when you do a podcast you're like are they even genuine? about what they're talking about because you can feel that like I feel when you listen to podcasts too you can you can feel if someone's genuine and with you it's like you're just such an open book and you're honest about who you are and it's like this is me yeah I'm doing a podcast and I really appreciate that and I see you I hear you I feel you I love that that's incredible that's great I hope all your guests are like that (laughs) honestly we're kicking this off to a great start so yes they're gonna love you They'll be like, can he come back on? (laughs) That happens all the time. Okay, that's incredible. Um, Those are the three... Wow, I can't talk. Those are the three questions. Okay. And I am so happy you came onto the podcast, but I'm going to ask three closing questions. Sure. Okay. What are you most grateful for in this moment of your life today? Uh, I think I'm most grateful for my friends. Mm. I think they've been a huge part of my life, my entire life, and there's been people who have stuck by me since I was a little kid um, and I don't really see life without them and I keep making new friends that are also just rock solid people mm-hmm. um, so yeah I think my friends are probably like the thing in my life that I if I was to look back at anything else I'm really really glad I have them people like yeah. Steph she's yeah. also an amazing friend yeah he's in anyone who knows Steph knows that he is just I, he's like love in human form yeah he's one of my favorite people oh. he's just an A1 person <laughs> For real. Um, amazing. Couldn't agree more. What was the highlight of this conversation for you? Um, I mean, honestly, even just getting a chance to sit down and talk to you is mm. is always a pleasure. We don't do it nearly enough, especially since I live across the country now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so props to us for being able to make it happen. Yes. Um, the hi- I like your questions. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the highlights for me would be having to kind of dig into into myself you know, because a lot of conversations you have are pretty surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not talking about the weather or sports. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think the highlight is being able to have an opportunity to open up a bit. 
Yeah, amazing. Same. Honestly, same. I was telling um, Lewi how I was so nervous because I realized it was my first time kind of talking about, like, the fluidity of my sexuality. And then I just realized how it's because of, like, who you are as a person. And just sitting with you at this table just makes me feel so comfortable. And That's awesome. And I'm just so grateful for you today. And, yeah, the highlight for me was hearing how much you've like changed in your life because everyone thinks like maybe I shouldn't change I think most people not everyone but it's interesting to see that you're so open about change and you're so honest about the change that you went through and I know someone's gonna resonate out there and be like oh my god like that's exactly how I'm feeling right now and maybe I should explore who I am a little bit more so yeah this whole conversation was a highlight for me me too and it's so funny because we literally went from like we met <laughs> like the first time we hung out was us meeting yeah and then now our second time hanging out is like let's talk about your trauma yeah <laughs> let's let's dive into your sexuality <laughs> why not for real no i love that i do love change you're right um i know a lot of people struggle with that people get comfortable and then they yeah don't want to change anything or when things do change it'll be tough for them i yeah. whatever the case is i'm the opposite of that and it might just be because Ooh. that the downside to that is i feel like i'm always running like i'm always running either away from something or to something but that does mean that me and change are besties like i <laughs> i'm on career number five like i i will always change everything my friends know better than to like anticipate what my hairstyle is going to be because that also <laughs> constantly changes oh um, my gosh I, yeah, everything changes, and yeah. now I live in a different part of the country, and it's a lot of change, but yeah, I don't know. I guess my comfort zone is in change. Ooh. I don't really like stagnancy. When do you ever hear that? Almost never. Most people yeah. who I talk to about that, they always just look at me like, that is wild. What do you mean you're going to just pack <laughs> up everything on a whim and move across the country? Um I don't know. It's a lot of change, so I'm into it. Holy, why do you think you're so comfortable with change? It probably was because I always was just running when I was a kid, where, like, I didn't feel comfortable in any one scenario, so I would just mm. keep, like, flying to another one trying to find home. Maybe as I grow into myself more, I might mm. find that, like, stable spot where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm good here, and we can mm. just do this for a while. Um but I might also just be really used to it now, where I'm used to just keeping things moving. Except for people, because I do, I do feel like I've kept my people through my changes. Mm. Even Steph, like, he, he, he's watched me go through three careers. So, you <laughs> know, but he's, he's the constant, but I just keep changing everything else. That, do you think that helps you with the change, like having these constant people there? I don't think I've ever thought of it like that, but yeah, probably. I don't, because mm. I guess it's not like I'm changing everything. You, yeah. you keep some things consistent and then everything else is like good to go. Damn. Um, but yeah, if I really think about it for sure, like having, as I said, the things that I'm most grateful for would be my friends. If those change mm -hmm. rapidly, that would probably be rocking my world a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it'd be like harder to have the confidence to change things. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's not like I've ever felt like, oh, I'm going to move across the country, but and we're going to keep bringing Steph up, but is someone like Steph going to still be as close with me as I was when I still lived down the street from him? Um, 
yes is the answer so like for mm. sure that would probably make me feel more secure to be able to leave if i don't think it's gonna trickle down and blow up all my friendships holy also i didn't know you lived down the street that's so cool <laughs> down the street's probably a bit of an exaggeration i was a few more blocks away from that but yeah we have cars it's close enough we were there yeah. five minutes away that's awesome see i know we keep talking i love this though um it's so funny because i think i'm like with change with myself i'm very now i'm very excited for it i feel like i just be i think it's because i know i'm always changing and i know everything's just so not consistent in life and even like steph and i were talking about careers i remember saying you know success isn't it doesn't equal longevity like i don't think it has to be you do something you stay there and that's your whole life and that's success yeah because really at the end of the day i feel like it's it's just what you make of it and it could be like even just moving somewhere just doing one thing is also successful it's i don't know and i think with change like that kind of falls into the same category because some people think oh but if you change then you're not successful or then you're mm. not you're not stagnant but maybe you're stagnant in change and that's healthy and that's great and i think with myself right now i just am changing so much and i just i love that like i love being able to realize that i'm very privileged in my life and that i can like i can change careers i can change where i live i can change my identity at any time and i think that's it's almost a freeing feeling knowing that you can change and I think, you know, working with people who have disabilities has just really opened my eyes a lot to all the privileges I have. And, like, I know I'm a very privileged woman in society, but it's even, like, more than that. Like, even just having a body I can move. Like, even just having a mind that I can think freely on and do what I want to do without someone's, like, one-on-one -on -one care all the time or not being able to move. And it just makes me feel like, it's just a privilege to change because a lot of people can't. Yeah. And it's it's okay. It's okay to change who you are and what you do and where you are. <laughs> like Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It's been crazy. What a wild ride. <laughs> Life. <laughs> a wild ride. Okay. Amazing. I feel like we can talk about anything, like for long periods. Me of too. Time. Yeah, so we're going to have another podcast. <laughs> Everyone give us your topics you want us to talk about. <laughs> but awesome. Those were the closing questions. How do you feel? Are you happy about the podcast? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm glad that we managed to make it happen. Yes, we did. True and commitment. maybe we'll do another one. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Let us know what you think. And have a good whatever, wherever you are, night, day, whatever. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye.